Hello, dear friends. I hope you recognize that theme song. If you do, you know it's time for a Bible study that is named Let's Talk about Jesus. We were on the radio for seven years, and uh, uh, recently and many different times we were on the radio before. Uh, But this broadcast is part of the ongoing of a Bible study, a sequential Bible study, and we pray that you will open your heart, open your your mind, (laughs) open your ears to hear what the Spirit says to each and every one of us today. Amen. If you're not a Christian, we invite you to be our very special guest. We pray that you are going to be intrigued as well as informed today uh, as we study the Word of God and find out that this big um, mysterious book (laughs) that can become mystical if we allow it is so very personal and practical when it is rightfully divided clearly explained. And I've asked the Holy Spirit to help me today, and I believe He's here with us. The Bible calls Him the Spirit of Truth. And when He comes, and He has come, amen, that He would guide us into all truth. And if we continue in the Word, and the Holy Spirit enlightening us and informing us and encouraging us, I believe that uh, that we're going to see the great, wonderful freedom that is ours in Christ. Hallelujah. John John's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 30 and 31 says, If you continue in my word, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Praise God. Well, we're looking for that glorious liberty of the sons of God today. Uh, We're studying sun-ripened fruit as our subject. S-O-N, sun-ripened fruit. That that is produced in us by the Holy Spirit to bring the very character and nature of Christ to the forefront of our own lives. That's what the fruit of the Spirit is. It's the character and characteristics of Jesus Christ reproduced supernaturally. I want to I want to say that very clearly because my love and yours, uh, uh, human love, has a place and can become very powerful. But nothing compared to the love of God, the divine agape love. This is supernatural stuff, and it's not anything that we in and of ourselves can produce. I can love to a degree, but my love can be stretched to a limit, and so can yours. But there is no limiting the divine agape love of God. It is supernatural. It is it is divine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. And I'm glad for it. In the Old Covenant, the, the question is asked, can a mother whose maternal instinct is so strong, uh, the, the love of a mother is the most uh, 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 applauded love uh, in, in any generation. A mother's love is so strong. There's a maternal instinct, even in the animal kingdom. Uh, but can a mother whose maternal instinct is to love that fiercely, can a mother forget her suckling child. Yea, she may, 
But I see there's the there's the jump from the natural as strong as it may be to the supernatural. But I will never forget you and never forsake you, O house of Israel. So when we start talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and there are nine listed in the book of, of Galatians, and when we start talking about that, it is supernaturally produced within the life of a believer who cooperates <laughs> by yielding and listening and looking to the Holy Spirit for it. So we're going to read today about sun-ripened fruit once again and look at another segment of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read our foundational scripture for our study today the, on sun-ripened fruit from Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through verse 26. And it simply says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. And I want you to picture something here with me. Picture a trunk of a tree. We've used this on in another situation, but this is in the positive, not in the negative. But the fruit of the Spirit, the trunk of this tree, is love. And I want you to picture, if I had a chalkboard, uh, it's probably better that I don't, because I don't draw nor write very well uh, in cursive. <laughs> so listen very carefully. If, if I had a chalkboard, I would draw the trunk of a tree, and it would be love, divine agape love, supernatural love. And... Then out of that tree would be branches, and the branches would be joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, the nine fruit of the Spirit. Actually, I could draw the trunk and the branches all coming from love, and on every branch is a fruit of the Spirit. So I'm going to read it with that kind of visual in mind. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ, this is our part, His part, the Holy Spirit, is to produce this supernaturally in our life. Our part is to yield to the Lordship of Jesus, and look to the Holy Spirit for this. Listen to it. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And I'm going to stop right there and go to this this fourth uh, uh, segment of the fruit of the Spirit, long-suffering today. Uh, long-suffering in the Greek, bearing in mind, this is the product of the Holy Spirit. This is not your attempt at being peaceful. The Bible said that, uh, that there is no peace to the wicked. <laughs> so all the people seeking peace outside of the Prince of Peace will never achieve it, will never find it. Oh, but those who have the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, indwelling them. You know, there's a church sign that I've seen before and a slogan on it that I've seen before, and it says, No Christ, N-O Christ, 
N-O, no peace. And then underneath it says, no, K-N-O-W, Christ, K-N-O-W, no peace. This is a an outworking of of receiving Jesus as our Savior. So there's peace, and then there's long-suffering. In the Greek, it's a word that if I try to pronounce it, uh, I would uh, it won't be correct. So I'm going to tell you the two words it comes from in the Greek. Uh, markos, which means long, and thumos, which means passion. Long passion or long suffering. And much of the time, long suffering is rendered patience. In 1 Corinthians 13.4, describing this agape love, this supernatural love called charity in, in the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, it says, Love suffereth long. Charity suffereth long. Is long suffering. In Ephesians 4, verse 1 and 2, listen clearly. It says, I therefore, the prisoner... Of the Lord Jesus Christ, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And so, long-suffering, it it has to do with our relationship with each other. (laughs) You know, somebody said one time uh, that uh, when we we living with the, the saints above, with all the saints above, won't that be glory? But living with the saints below, now that's another story. Sometimes we find that we're going to interact with Christians who are not all that loving, not all that kind. In fact, you will meet Christians who are abrasive, and it's that's where long-suffering has to kick in. Too many people are running from church to church trying to find the perfect church. That means a church with no one uh, that ever is offensive in any way or lets us down in any way who always meets uh, our highest expectations. And I have high expectations for the minister to, to be true to the Word of God and to be living a life that is representative of his own or her own personal commitment to walk out or flesh out or live out what is being preached as an example to the flock. I'm not talking about doctrinal purity. I'm talking about recognizing that everyone in that church is not going to be perfect. And someone said, if you're looking for the perfect church, please don't join it because that would ruin it. Because if you have that attitude, everybody has to meet your standard and everybody has to please you. And there can't be anyone that is displeasing in any way. Then Satan will have you running around in circles and never Never settling in. Long suffering allows you to put up with some things that uh, that that the flesh would just want to 
run from. And long-suffering allows you uh, to have a relationship with imperfect people just like yourself and just like me. Amen. Thank God for long-suffering. It is supernatural. And agape love suffereth long. And long-suffering is seen clearly in God's dealing with man so that we can deal with God's love toward one another. Listen to Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. Said the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, not willing that any should perish. That's an important fundamental truth about God. He's not willing that any should perish. Now, if you are part of that group of people that believe that from creation and from the beginning, God has predestined some to heaven and some to hell. It's called the doctrine of, of election. Uh, uh, then, then he is willing that some perish. The Bible said here he's not willing that any perish, but that all should come to repentance. And I want to emphasize repentance here, because a salvation without repentance is not biblical salvation. Repentance is not a work on our part. It's changing our mind about our sin and our need for a Savior. The Holy Spirit comes, the Bible said, to convince us of our sin, convict us of our sin, so that we can choose to come to Christ to have our sins forgiven. And in turning from darkness to light and from Satan to God and from our our own sinfulness to Christ for forgiveness, that is is what repentance is all about. We change our mind. God begins to change our heart and life from the inside out. (laughs) Praise God. Amen. Long-suffering, my dear friend, is not permissiveness. Exodus 34, uh, 6 and 7, God spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai. and Listen to what it says. And the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands and giving iniquity and, and forgiving, rather, iniquity and transgression and sin. And, listen, here's the balance to the love and long-suffering of God. And that will by no means clear the guilty. Because God is long-suffering, that not willing that any perish, because God literally puts up with our pride, our arrogance, our blasphemy in order to offer salvation to us, doesn't mean that if we refuse this gift that we will not be judged doesn't mean that there's some way into heaven to avoid repentance and, 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 and faith toward God through receiving Christ as our Savior. He will by no means clear the guilty. Listen to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. This is a faithful saying. 
and worthy of all acceptations that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. However, how be it, for this cause I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering as a pattern to them which should be hereafter believe should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. In other words, our pattern is this kind of love, this kind of mercy, this kind of goodness. Speaking the truth in love is the way that we're to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we've also must balance that with the warning. And that will by no means clear the guilty. Don't, don't mistake kindness for weakness. Don't mistake God's holiness and obligation to judge sin uh, for, for some kind of, of love that's going to just uh, cover up our sin. Our sin cannot be covered up with this supernatural love, but our sin can be forgiven and remitted through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. But if we do not repent of our sin and trust Christ as our Savior, there is no possible forgiveness of sin, and the guilty cannot be cleared. Listen to this scripture. It's an important scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes. Chapter uh, 8 and verse 11 through 13. It says, because sentence, see, this is because of this long-suffering agape love in, in, in God's character. It says, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. I did evil, I was wicked, I did wrong, and I didn't get struck by lightning, nothing, nothing, I didn't have an immediate judgment fall on me, so, you know, God's not ever going to judge me. I'm, I'm home free, I can continue to live this life unrepentant, unconcerned, unconvicted. Listen, because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. I, I see concrete uh, that can be shaped and, and, and smoothed. I see it hardening into whatever it is. This is a very dangerous thing to continue in sin unconvicted, unconvinced of the judgment to come, oblivious to the fact that in all of the love of God, there can be no forgiveness and salvation and deliverance unless there is repentance in our heart and a trusting of Christ by faith. Amen. So man's heart is fully set. That concerns me today uh, that we will interpret kindness for weakness and interpret this agape love as not caring. Somehow God's love will, will get us into heaven without Jesus dying on the cross and without us trusting in his substitutionary sacrificial death in our behalf. And that's a dangerous thing today. Though sinner do 
evil a hundred times and his days are prolonged. Verse 12 says, Yet I surely know that it will be well with those that fear God, who fear before him. But it will not be well with the wicked, nor will he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he does not fear before the Lord. Oh, friend of mine, this is a, this is a warning because God loves us, because God loves you today, not to continue in sin unrepentant, because God cannot clear the guilty and be a holy God. But he loved us enough to make a way to have our sins forgiven. For God so loved this world, this fallen world, filled with sin and wickedness, that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish. You see, this is this character of God, the unchanging character of God. He's long-suffering, not willing that any perish, but that all, what? Come to repentance. And because repentance and faith toward God through Christ leads to salvation and eternal life. And that word repentance is crucial to salvation. We're offering a bargain basement uh, uh, yard sale form of the gospel where we, we want the, the benefit of and blessing of knowing that we're going to heaven when we die, but we do not want to repent of our sinfulness. We do not want our pride many times will not uh will will work against us and we've got to humble ourselves. In fact, Jesus said, Unless you become as a little child, you shall in no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. In other words, without humbling ourselves, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Humble thyself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you and me in due season. Praise God for that today. Amen. The call of God in our generation is still to turn from darkness to light, from Satan to God. Amen. From sin to Jesus Christ. And I want to urge you today that if you are a Christian, there is a fruit of the Spirit that will allow us uh, to be forgiving, will allow us to keep unity in spite of the fact of each other's failures to each other. There is a love. Scripture is very clear, and it's this kind of agape love that produces this kind of long-suffering, being patient with one another. There is a love that covers a multitude of faults, the King James says, and a multitude of sins. There is a love that doesn't magnify uh, someone's imperfection, someone's character flaws. There is a love that allows us to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond, in the glue. (laughs) Because it's supernatural, it's super glue. Praise God. Amen. That will hold us together even when we fail in some areas in our relationship to and with one another. There is a love, but it is produced by the Holy Spirit. It's not produced by just the practice of religion. 
but a real relationship with Jesus where we want to be more like Him. And when we're willing to crucify the flesh in order to take up our cross and follow Him, then the fruit of the Spirit, this work within our own character by the Holy Spirit, shaping us, reshaping us more like His character. I don't know about you, but I've I've been saved all of these years. I'm going to be 72 years old my next birthday. And I'm still striving to be more like my master. And I still find myself failing that great calling of God in my life. The greatest calling other than salvation is to become more like Jesus Christ. And oh, how I need long-suffering to be part of my character to where I can be giving and forgiving. And that if if someone fails me, that I won't be ready to quit them and walk away from them and, and shun them, but be willing to be reconciled to them in any way that I can. Oh, friend of mine, I, I, I sometimes feel like uh, uh, the different grades of sandpaper that's being used on wood, that there's a very coarse grade. I don't know the numbers. I don't remember them. But it graduates down from very coarse uh, to a very fine for the finished product, a very fine grade of sandpaper. Starting out with the coarse, graduating down to that very perfect, fine finish. And sometimes I think, Lord, I'm so close. I've had such a great week, (laughs) such a great month. I feel like it's time to downgrade to the fine. You don't have to send that heavy trial (laughs) to keep me humbled and seeking and going forward and not plateauing out somewhere. No, no. I, I don't say God is still using the course on me, but he certainly isn't using the fine on me. I'm still being tried. I'm still being tested. And in those trials and tests, I'm learning patience. I'm learning patience. And part of long-suffering is patience. And particularly patient with one another. Hallelujah. For the man of God must not strive, but be patient instructing those that oppose themselves. It's one of the hardest things to do for a minister of the gospel is to to be patient with people who are their own worst enemy and blaming the devil for it. Now, a friend of mine, this uncrucified flesh is going to give you and me trouble until we crucify it, until we reckon ourselves to be dead, indeed unto self and therefore unto sin, but alive unto Jesus Christ. You see, the fruit of the Spirit can't come by just learning about them or trying to become them in and of ourselves. Our old religious flesh will try to be good and fail. We'll try to be long-suffering and fail. We'll try to achieve peace and fail. We'll try to have true spiritual joy and fail. None of these things will last because they're all natural. But when the supernatural peace comes, it's a peace that passes understanding. It's a peace that the world can't give, but it's a peace that Christ promised you and promised me. 
Ah, in ourselves, we're willing to give up and quit people that offend us. But in God's love and God's mercy, God's long-suffering, we will continue to seek a reconciled relationship. I've had it work in my own life, and what a joy it is when there is a reconciliation with, with someone that the devil is trying to drive a wedge between myself and them. Oh, what a peace there is. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a joy we become to God and what a witness we become to the world. Because Jesus said, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you are truly a follower of Jesus Christ. When they see your love one to another. Praise God. Amen. Friend of mine, God loves you so much today. And God loves me so much today. Even when people are unloving towards you. God loves you with the kind of love and the quality of love that will never, ever, ever fade and will never, ever, ever fail. And I pray today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that you will turn from darkness to light, from sin and self to Jesus Christ, and from Satan's dark, dark prison with full of chains and bars to the God who loved you enough, who was long-suffering, who put up with you and me while we were full of sin, blasphemy, rebelliousness, harshness, hardness, wickedness. Oh, and he gave his son, commended his love, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, how I want that love to be reproduced in my heart and my life toward others. Today, if you don't know Jesus, I know He's calling you. Repent. Turn around. Do an about face. And come to Christ. Receive Him as your Savior. Have your sins forgiven. Be sealed by the Holy Spirit as one of God's very own until the day of redemption. And today, if you're a Christian... This call to follow Jesus, His example, to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow. It's this reproducing of His character that shows and exemplifies that we are following Him. Oh, what a blessing it is to have the Holy Spirit do this work in our hearts in our lives and come back next week let's talk about Jesus